Welcome to the Limitless Athlete Podcast by Mindset RX. I'm your host, Tom Foxley, and you're listening to The Debrief, where myself and Rachel Burnett, our head coach, will discuss the key lessons and insights gleaned from the Limitless Athlete Podcast with Justin Lafranco. He's the Morning Chalk Up founder, mountaineer, and uh, CrossFit OG. You can listen to the show in isolation as a kind of distillation of the major points of the interview with Justin, or you can listen to the interview and then follow up by listening to this podcast. It's your choice entirely. Now, let's get on with the show. I don't know what's going to happen, but I'm willing to work as hard as I can. There is no past, there's no future, there's just this moment right here. If I did that, if I can get through that, like, come at me. Changing how I saw myself, like, as a man, not just as, as an athlete. It's okay that I struggle. It's okay, that's part of the deal. It's how I respond to it. Talk to me about breaking through mental barriers and uh, Justin's <laughs> approach to it and what you learned through this podcast. Yeah, I I found this part of the podcast to be so enriching. So for listeners, he does, and Tom, you're a mountaineer, so you should actually probably talk about this more than I should, right? Like what what is it that Justin does that allows him to break through mental barriers? What's what's the activity? Like what exactly happens? So mountaineering is essentially, well, his his perspective is climbing any type of mountain and right. and and working your way up through whatever um environment that entails. So you'll be in yeah. the Alpine exposed mountain, very difficult, challenging environment. Um obviously there's a large risk of injury or catastrophe or death. And these things kind of I'm guessing from our conversation and through every other mountaineer that I know that these things bring him alive and for some reason putting ourselves in an element of peril is the most enlivening thing we can do um so yeah that's a that's a rough description a quick description and I'm so glad you said it brings him alive right and and what he mentioned before in the podcast was that he's not an adrenaline junkie. That's not what it's about. It's not about feeling that sense of, um, danger. It's, it's not the high that you might get from that for him. Breaking through mental barriers is what it sounds like is facing fear and having the experience of coaching yourself through not giving up on something. So you're faced with a crevasse. Uh, or um, extremely like windy conditions, slippery conditions is what he was describing. You have two choices. You can go back down, you can give up, you can say, all right, I'm done. Or you can finish what you started. And it sounds like finishing what he started when it's super challenging of, of body and mind, that leads to, and this is his word, a renewal. Oh, nice. I missed the word. I know. know. The whole death and rebirth. (laughs) I had a moment. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, I bet. Yes. Yeah. And, and so again, because he's, he's describing this super challenging physical and mental thing, but not as an adrenaline junkie, it's not about the high, it's just about breaking through that mental barrier. And it's so interesting that he tied it to when we're children, our teachers and our parents play that role for us. So I, my background is in swimming. So I was a swim coach. I was a swim teacher. 
for young children under 10 years old for the most part. And yes, like a large part of my job was believing that kids could do things that they weren't sure that they could do. And that role of being the person who's like, you're doing this, you're not giving up. We have to be that person for ourselves when we're adults. Not all of us have that inner voice that says, you're not giving up, you are doing this. Mm. Do you reckon there's an element of it that we kind of, like I see a lot of kids, especially that are taught to kind of outsource that belief and yeah. not generate it themselves. It's like, I'm going to look around for approval. And then yes. I'm, I'm speaking a lot for myself as well. Yeah. Like I, I used to spend way more time than I currently do looking around for approval. Like, am I doing the right thing? Do I yes. believe in myself? Do I trust myself? Mm-hmm. Um, and through mountaineering actually is probably one of the Actually, and the military was a huge part and CrossFit was a huge part and a a few other things, but like a lot of it is spending time in the the mountains. Like that is enough to bring you to the point where you confront difficulty and confront your limits on a very um, obvious place. And it's it's, it's brought to light in 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 a crazily dramatic way. Yeah. Can you describe, can you describe an experience of that happening? Can you remember anything? Yeah, there's, there's two or three that I'm thinking of. Probably okay. the one that comes to mind was actually, it's funny, like in terms of meeting the objective that we originally set out to meet, it was a, it was a failure. We did not achieve the objective in terms yeah. of not dying. I'm still here. <laughs> so it's, it's a win. Um, so you're conflicting <laughs> objectives. Um, I've always, I, I love telling the story. Anyway, it was my last second to last week out living in Canada and yeah. we'd been doing a lot of ski touring and I knew that I was coming home. I knew that like, this was the big one that I had to make it count. And there's um, a summit called Mount Joffrey, which is in British Columbia. Um, kind of, yeah, it's, it's this incredible, incredible face with this very narrow couloir. Um, so kind of um, gully that you have to boot back up. So skis are on your back, you're kicking steps up. And I think it's like 800 meters of elevation or something. Get up, And it's steep. It's like 40 to 45 degrees the whole way up. I think wow. occasionally it touches 50 degrees. So it's like, it's real steep. It's um, and yeah. Uh, yeah. And if you fall, you, you're going to be lucky if everything's okay. So yeah. we were working our way up to that. And the whole objective is we like ski up to a base camp, create a base camp, um, stay there overnight um, with all the challenges that that entails. And then in the morning, get up super early, ski up the glacier, watching out for crevasses, all this kind of thing, um, actually cross a frozen lake and then boot back up this um, cool water to ski back down. Um, And we got halfway up this, um, this, uh, glacier on the second on the first day sorry um when we're just going for a test run we're all roped up you have to be roped up for crevasses just in case one person falls in it's much easier to pull them out if you're already roped up than it is to chuck a rope down they tie themselves up in case they're injured that kind of thing and the downside of that is when you're skiing one of the biggest risks is avalanches so if one person gets swept into an avalanche if you're roped up all three of you or how many people are with you get swept into an avalanche so we're playing this game and we're, we're reading this, like it's the wind slap or the, the snow is quite reactive. So it means that like when you put your 
put your foot through a crust or a layer, you can see what's called propagation, which is where like um, there's a big crack that forms and you can see these slabs of avalanches happening, which is oh. when they happen. So like we're thinking yeah. about that and it's like, it's right on the edge of like, is it safe? Is it not safe? Like, yeah. are we, are we, I th- we always make good decisions up until that point. Um, and we're wandering, wandering up, skiing across and kind of talking about it. Incredible, very exposed, like beautiful scenery. Um, yeah. But also remember that this is like the objective that I've been working towards. Everything that yeah. I've done until that point, like this is what I wanted to achieve. Yeah. And um, and then looked over as this kind of this roar, this crash. Um, it sounded like a, everyone's looking up because it sounded like a plane and a cornice the size of probably a bus had fallen from a ridge line just over to our left yeah. and it was tumbling down and set off a very large avalanche um, which was pretty damn scary yeah. um, but it was the first avalanche that big that I'd seen I've set off a few yeah. small ones I've been sure. kind of engaged I've like yeah, I've been very lucky, but like that was the first one that I saw that was like that is big and terrifying, um, and it yeah it, it it just wiped out the whole side of this mountain when we were tied up, and then that came into that decision of like, do I do do we untie and carry on? Do yeah. we continue our our process of of walking up or ski touring up this mountain? Do we ski straight down? Um, yeah. And there are all these options, but in that moment there was nothing else happening in my life there was there was this decision and it was very much like there was zero overwhelm zero pressure zero zero almost zero fear just very logical of like this is why we're here this is what we're doing and all of us i think with our experience um, and competence like it became this very conscious decision we chose to come back down we chose to not go up um which yeah. i think was probably the right decision yeah we had a great day skiing anyway and hit a few other objectives which were less sketchy um yeah. but yeah there's that there's the um that was really when i had that kind of that that challenge that formed a new opinion or the challenge that formed a new belief or kind of mm-hmm. i was very able to to drop a lot of the bullshit of must achieve goal and yes. went forward towards it. Yeah. Yeah. It sounds like a deep state of clarity. Yeah. Very present. Yeah. Very How focused cool. on what's happening now. Very essentially free nature. And when yeah. we're talking about free nature, it doesn't mean that stuff doesn't go wrong. Right. It means that when it does go wrong, you have the presence of mind to think about it. Yes. Clearly. Yeah. Very clearly. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. And it's so interesting that your first, um, uh, instinct towards breaking through a mental barrier wasn't pushing yourself hard to complete something. Mm. It was the, the the mental barrier there was until that point, I'd always been very objective focused, yeah. must achieve this. Yeah. Um, like I definitely came from the military that the focus is like, yeah. I've got to do this 30 mile load carry. I've got to complete this exercise. I've got to do this. This is what I'm there for. And in the military, that's probably the right attitude to have to a point. Um, Especially when you're going through training, that is the attitude that you need to succeed. Um, But when you get out into the real world, like that sometimes limits us. So that was the mental barrier that I had to to work through there. Mm. You got what you needed. Yeah, exactly. Which is a bit more wisdom. Yes. Ooh, that's amazing. (sighs) 
So where do you see that? Um, yeah, how, how did you interpret this, this kind of pushing through the belief, like letting those, like finding that new mental level with, uh, with Justin, like how, how did you, what did you glean from that? He ties it to CrossFit and for, for a lot of us, we're training for mental health to move, um, and help our bodies feel good because that's what helps our minds feel good. And of course, a lot of us are really engaged in and motivated by competition. And that's another place to really break through mental barriers. It's a daily assessment on what mental barrier needs to be broken through. Mm. Go on, tell me more. Sometimes the mental barrier, the challenge is, I mean, the classic perfectionism, all or nothing thinking. I either show up and kill it or I don't show up to the gym. If today's not going to be a perfect day, then I'm not going. Sometimes the mental barrier is in showing up and knowing that you're only going to have like 70 to 80% and showing yourself and believing it when you do it, that it's good enough. That's the, that's the key point there. It can't just be, all right, I showed up and did 70 to 80%, but I'm beating myself up for it. It's actually giving yourself the credit for -hmm. progress over perfection. Yeah. What's nice there is you're setting yourself a physical goal. Yes, of course, but uh, a mindset related goal as well. Of like, this is, yeah, this is what I want to achieve, but this is who I'm going to be along the way. And yes. that focus on you replaces um, the the value on the effort that you put in rather than the outcome that you achieve. Yeah, that's right. But then taking it back to kind of the other side of it from Justin's perspective, when you show up and do a workout and you give yourself the opportunity to have that don't give up mentality, that is a major confidence builder. Mm. Yeah. So yeah. deciding that even though the voice in your head is telling you, I'm going to come in last, I'm going to fail this lift. It's not going to be good enough. Someone's going to be disappointed in me. They're going to judge me. Even hearing those voices and saying, I'm here for me right now. This is my mental barrier to break through. I'm not going to give up. What a gift. Yeah. That's awesome. Like, yeah, a gift. I love that phrasing of a gift. Like this is something that is fantastic. This is prepared for me. It's an opportunity that's, Ah. that's, um, that's given to me for this, for this, for my growth, like every challenge is. Yes, absolutely. Mm. Is there anything else that you wanted to bring up around, um, around kind of breaking through mental barriers that Mm. Justin spoke about? Mm. A last piece I think a lot of us feel this way sometimes. What he said was the reason to push ourselves in the gym or out on a mountain is because life is going to be hard. Mm -hmm. And you make choices every single day how you're going to live your life. If we're stuck in this monotony of always making the easy choices, always putting ourselves in positions of being comfortable, When discomfort occurs, and it's a when, not an if, but when discomfort occurs, when pain happens, we're not prepared. Mm. Yeah. So we can transfer what we do in the gym or out on the mountain or however else we like to challenge ourselves. We can transfer that don't give up, you can do this attitude to 
other aspects of life. Yeah, nice. It's exactly back into that exposure therapy kind of thing. Yes. Like you, you're gonna by exposing yourself by willfully exposing yourself to challenge, to discomfort, to progressively more progressively more challenging situations. You mm-hmm. find again that you are tougher than you realized and that kind of that muscle begins to be you begin to be able to flex that muscle and to use that that kind of that mental toughness in other scenarios and it applies to to other scenarios I'm so glad that you said progressive because I think that's an important thing to point out too Mm -hmm. it's not I show up to CrossFit in my first six months and I'm making myself RX workouts because that's what don't give up mentality is it's exposing ourselves in smart ways to those uh to those challenges it's yeah. taking it step by step not exactly. trying to jump all the way to the top exactly and an inch beyond where you're currently comfortable doing it it doesn't yeah. matter what anyone else is doing it doesn't yeah. matter like what the the general feeling of the gym is it's about you and your journey and it's about taking it one step beyond for you each time so if you're starting as an elite athlete fantastic like you can yeah. take those steps forwards if you're starting yeah. it's your first day in the gym in 30 years like fantastic because you can take those steps forwards and this is your journey and it's, it's your progressive um exposure to that that creates that forges your character gives you something to to lean against to kind of to push against something to to use to to hone yourself yes yeah 100 percent yeah yeah I, I, I love this this category because it's, it's something that we can we can vol- voluntarily do we yes. can choose objectives we can choose the most challenging situation that we can muster um or that we can we can think about and put ourselves in it because life is so convenient and comfortable and easy right now that we're not going to stumble into it anymore you have to choose to put yourself into the position of going into the gym you have to choose to take a cold shower in the morning you have to choose to undertake um a big competition or a hugely challenging event once a year or twice a year or whatever like um the concept of misogi um uh, yeah describe that yeah it's um i'm going to Butch this because I haven't done, I haven't read the um, the relevant text recently, but it's essentially a, a journey or a mythological journey uh, from Japanese history or Japanese yeah. myth into the underworld. Um, okay. a, a journey in that t- upon commencing it teaches you everything that you need to learn to find your growth. Mm. Um, so, yeah, mm. finding that is important to us. Yeah. Can you quote the text so that I can go find it? Yeah, the comfort crisis by Michael yeah. Easter. Um, he talks about it quite a lot. That's the easiest way to get into it. Okay, great, yeah. thank you. Um, but yeah. like choosing a misogi every like once once a year or once every eighteen months. His prescription is fantastic, and he is going to come on the podcast just when he releases the next book. Um, he talks about um, once every eighteen month choosing something that you've got. I think a 50-50 chance of succeeding or failing. Ooh, cool. So like, you've really got to know like can I do this? Can, yeah. do I, is this possible for me? Um, and, and putting yourself in that scenario and his, his two rules for it is you're not allowed to tell anyone just for telling people's sake. Like if it comes okay. up in conversation, then great. But like, sure. you're not allowed to go and boast about it. The point isn't for social approval. Um, yeah. and you're not allowed to die. But those are the two things. Um, <laughs> Good so, disclaimer. Yeah, yeah, so those are two things you've got to do. Um, rash of deaths caused by book. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, he gives two, like a few good examples. One of them is a team, a football team, American football team, um, yeah. 
carried a rock underwater from one side of a bay to another. So they'd dive down, pick up this rock, walk with it as far as they could, come back up to the surface. Next person would go. And it was something ridiculous, like five miles. Oh my God. All day um, to do this. And it's like, one died. They didn't know whether they could do it, but they they did it. Um, So I think these kind of annual Masogis are probably a a brilliant thing to to bring into our lives. Oh, that's cool. I love it. Thank you for sharing that. Hey, if you're enjoying this episode, chances are you'll enjoy our free ebook, How to Stop Substandard Self-Critical Plateaus and Unleash Your Potential. It's a step-by-step guide to finding your mojo again and getting back to the athlete you know you can be. It's free, you just have to stick your email address in and download it. To find it, head to mindsetrx.com slash ebook. That's mindsetrxd.com slash ebook. Now, let's get on with the show. I liked a lot how Justin was able to look back at his earlier challenges, things that were in that moment incredibly tough to deal with and saw them not as not as obstacles he had to clear but as challenges that helped him to prepare so things that essentially went wrong he talks about on mount shasna um, yeah. the, the the fear there the difficulty the taking one step at a time and and he talks about post holding up to his waist in snow yes. and like how that's how, that, how difficult that is um and he saw those as essential for his growth and essential to success in the long run and i think this is something that we can apply in order in relation to injuries in relation to overcoming nutritional challenges um, in sorting out our sleep it all forges a better version of yourself if you voluntarily confront it oh that's so true well we're so quick to be resentful of our obstacles and challenges when it's just like we're talking about in this whole episode, it sounds like that's your opportunity to grow. Like what we really want is growth. That's what we yeah. want. But the only way to do it is to be challenged. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Bill Irvine in his book, uh, The Stoic Challenge, which I've recommended about a thousand times in the last few <laughs> weeks. Um, he talks about um, seeing it as a as a challenge from the Stoic gods or a gift from the Stoic gods. It's like, he doesn't believe in any gods, but he calls them the Stoic gods. And it's like, okay, sure. they've given me this, um, this obstacle, this, this opportunity to, to challenge myself. And it's like, oh, okay. I see what you've done there. Mm. I see, I see how you put this in my way. Isn't that clever of you? And now this is my chance <laughs> to overcome it. Like he, he teaches, he treats it with that kind of like lightness. It's like, Humor. Oh, yes. yeah, yeah. He yeah. lightens the tone. Cause quite often we're like, Oh, this is shit. Why is it happening to me? Like, yeah. this is, this is awful. Um, it's too hard. <clears throat> yeah, exactly. So now it becomes a, an opportunity again, a gift. Yeah. Isn't it the story of the 12 labors of Hercules? It's very like that. That's what, can that's you what remind I mean. me? I can't, okay. I'm, I'm having like a, like a very brief flicker of uh of what that is but yeah the labors were they were tasks like set before him to prove something if i'm if i'm remembering correctly yeah, and so we'll go it, away and research and then for the next podcast we'll come back to it <laughs> i'll fill you in you'll, you'll yeah. have to download the next episode though. <laughs> make sure you subscribe <laughs> <laughs> um that's really cool that's really cool what else was on your uh, your list his his flexibility 
in, in changing the vision. I think that's an important thing for coaches on a coaching track and career, as well as uh, just athletes, like looking at how we change as we progress further and further into CrossFit. When we first start, maybe we're thinking, oh my gosh, I'm going to compete in CrossFit because it looks so cool and awesome. And as we get older, our life changes and we have to think, okay, well, why am I still doing this? Like it's, I no longer want that. So what brings me here every day? How do we maintain motivation? So his flexibility and changing his vision, right? So we started morning chalk up and it was, uh, bringing together all of the news from different news outlets into one place. It was filling, filling a gap in information, but now they're leading the news cycle because of the 2018, like firing of all of CrossFit's media staff. So they basically were able to take advantage of a huge opportunity, but now it's shifting again. So his ability to be really adaptable rather than sticking to what he has been successful with so far, I think is one of his better strengths and is a testament to the success of Morning Chalk Up. Yeah. What I thought was cool was how he starts with this extrinsic kind of objective and this kind of like, okay, this is my, this is my version of success that I'm aiming at now. And right now it's my, my true North, but he's able to maybe adapt that depending on how the outside world's going. And that's important too. Like an athlete needs to adapt their objectives, depending on like what competitions are available, who is the competition um, and it's that flexibility within that. But also I would guess that he's finding as he progresses, something that is more relevant to his own personality and who he is. He's finding a goal that is um, an objective that is not only about what he wants to achieve, but also who he is fundamentally equipped to become. Mm, yeah. Mm. yeah. I think one of the quotes I pulled from this was you need to marshal your best assets. So like the, in any given situation, what he describes is like scrambling. So it's the ability to not get stuck standing when the avalanche is coming, right? Not to get stuck standing, but the ability to dodge and adjust course. It's a really important skill set. How do you, I think this is a nice place to introduce a how-to. Yeah. How do you work with athletes to main, to, to guide them to their vision initially, and then to shed that as we, as we go and to kind of find new layers of the vision? Uh, I smiled so big. One of my favorite things to do is to help athletes find their purpose. It's a big task. <laughs> uh, and, um, finding purpose is something that I think most people are called to do at some point or another. We kind of realize we've been stuck in a rut living. Um, life isn't as fulfilling as we know that it could be. And, uh, yeah. So finding, finding purpose is a large task, but there are a couple of really simple questions that I like to ask athletes and myself, regularly every six months or so to kind of check in on what's really motivating and and driving to me. The first one is if you knew that you would be successful, if you knew that you had all of the resources, talent, time, energy, uh, money, everything, if you knew that you had everything that you need and you knew that you would be successful, what would you do? Mm. So that's the first question. Why is that so important? Why is it so important to have all the, um, like, oh, everything's going to be taken care of. You're going to yeah. like have met your own goals. Why is that so successful in identifying purpose? It takes away all of the excuses. Yes. 
Yeah. Right. If you know that you have enough money and time and resources and talent and team, uh, there's no reason not to do it. <laughs> yeah. 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 Nice. I like the way it removes excuses. Sorry, I interrupted you on your question. Uh, on oh my gosh, it's fine. Oh, it's all good. Yeah. The, the next question is, it's somewhat morbid. If you knew that you were going to die in a year, if you got that news today, what would you do with your time? What would make that last year meaningful to you? What do you find changes for most people when you ask them that question? Urgency. Yeah. Yeah. So it's really easy to, we, we talk about this a lot. We have a tendency to overestimate what we can achieve in two to three months, but underestimate what we can achieve in two to three years. And the way that that plays out in this question is I've taken away a lot of your time that you thought you would have to goof off and dilly dally around. I think a word that I've heard you use is faff. Did I say that correctly? <laughs> yeah. Faffing or lollygagging. They're my two favorite phrases. <laughs> uh, right. We, we waste so much time. Mm -hmm. Me too. We waste so much time and that's a special excuse me, that is especially true when we're facing something that makes us really uncomfortable, where in order to achieve it, we would have to become the person that we know we could be. Mm. Yeah. So that urgency means that we, we get rid of all the crap basically in life. Yeah. We stop faffing yeah. and we focus on <laughs> what is the most important thing. What do you mean? What what's is, the most important thing? What's, what's the most important thing to me? What's the most relevant thing to me? What it intrinsically brings me um, yes. meaning? Yeah, exactly. And what I find quite interesting is when I focus on, <laughs> when I, when I bring up the topic of my own death, when I, when I focus on my own death, yeah. it's, it means that I stop valuing the opinions of other people so highly and start valuing my own independent thoughts. Damn right. Yeah. 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 That's what it's for. Yes. Who cares? Yeah. yeah. And if I'm going to live another 50 years, the same question applies. Who cares? Mm -hmm. yeah. 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 Nice. Nice. Mm. Really nice. Are there any other questions in your pursuit of, um, pursuit of values and purpose? Yeah, I think, I think you can do a lot with values for, for most people who are trying to uncover what they're passionate about. The question to ask ourselves is what are the unique gifts and talents that we love to use that we wish we could use more? Then you can also tie that into what are the qualities about yourself that you admire, that you would not change for anyone for any reason. And what are the qualities that you admire in other people that you wish you had? That's a, that's a really good way to figure out what our passions and our values are having those. This is, this is actually inspired by work from Mark divine of seal fit. It's the three P's in one thing, passions, principles, purpose, and one thing. And my dog is lying on the floor snorting. His passion is in fighting with his sister on my office carpet. <laughs> it's a great dog's passion. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Awesome. Cool. Yeah. Um, anything else in your, in your list of topics today? For today? Hmm. He strikes a really interesting balance with risk-taking too. I think that's relevant for athletes. Go on, tell, tell me about that. Yeah. Uh, so when he first started Morning Chalk Up, um, he was engaged in like pretty high risk, right? So it was 
all in really trying to grow and push. Um, they were doing six days a week, uh, publishing, which is a little bit too much, but it was very intentional, uh, at the time and also very wearing when it was time to pull back again, that adaptability comes in, he was able to do that. And that can feel risky to incorporate any kind of change. Mm, I've really enjoyed the way that he, he, he folks, he almost bit off more than he could chew on multiple occasions, yeah, but the only yes. way he found out that it was more than he could chew was by taking that bite. It's like, you're never going to know unless you take a swing. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And there are places to do that. That's a, uh, that are healthy and not. Yeah. What about you? Is there anything left on your list? Uh, so we, we touched on exposure therapy and fear, yeah. like kind of progressively moving beyond your, your limits and finding your new elements of discomfort. Oh, the one thing that I really liked is he's, he talks about the value of getting outside and disconnecting. Like yes. we, we were just talking before this, like before we press record about the, the value of like kind of the physical aspect of mindset. So regulation of our, our, our state and our nervous system and being outside, being disconnected from, from the electricity, essentially from yes. tech, being disconnected from other people. Sometimes you get that solitude, like that too is something that is incredibly valued. Like yes. I know that like this is why dogs are so good. Another reason why dogs are so good. Another like, getting one. outside. Another reason to add to the thirty-three thousand <laughs> um, that we've listed just in seven podcasts. Um, <laughs> but, like they force you to get outside. They force you to walk the dogs. They, they yes. or to walk. They they kind of you ha you have to go outside. Um, be somewhat present. Like sure, you can probably listen to a podcast at the same time. But they force you to be outside to lift your eyes and look at a horizon instead of the screen yeah. that's a foot away from your face. Like they. Uh encourage you to I kind of get some daylight to, yes. to probably socialize to be tactile to maybe get some uh, barefoot shoes on or actually just go barefoot and to walk around and get that sensor experience not be sat yeah. down like it's it's all very important in managing your state and occasionally getting bored and being cold and uncomfortable or too hot like all this stuff is so valuable for our physical health and our mental health too I have found that if I take my phone with me on the dog walk, I am more um, likely to be rushing and anxious all day. So very intentionally, I leave my phone at home now just so that I, I don't have a screen with me. I can't listen to music or a podcast. It's time for me to just be in the moment. And yes, it does help with nervous system regulation. Nice. Yeah. What a place to end. What a place to end. Thank you for listening to The Debrief, partner episode of the Limitless Athlete podcast. We'll be following up each episode with these quick-ish and applicable summaries. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss out on upcoming episodes with CrossFit Games athletes, coaches, authors, and other inspiring people who are going to help you find your next level of mindset growth and performance inside and outside of the gym. Oh, and subscribing really helps us too, so that's always quite nice. If you can leave a great five-star review and share the episode with your friends, that is also much appreciated. See you next week with another mindset-shifting interview and a debrief episode to follow up.